0: 6.37 on a Friday morning, and yesterday was a busy day. We had the budget. Today's a busy day because we have Joe Biden's uh, hit-and-run visit, although I think he's the first president to actually overnight in Ottawa since the end of the era where presidents would travel by train. Normally, you come in on the plane, you do a quick visit, you may deliver a speech uh, in the case of Barack Obama, everybody remembers that he jumped out of his limousine and went and bought some beaver tails. I don't think Joe Biden's going to do that. You know, I don't buy into the idea that Joe Biden is a senile old doddler. But I also don't think he's about to jump out of a limousine and run through the market in in Ottawa. But, uh, interesting visit. He arrived at about 6.30 last night had a uh, conversation that looked extraordinarily boring with the Governor General, then went for a private dinner at Rideau Cottage, which is where Justin Trudeau and Sophie Gregoire live now, uh, overnighted, and today he'll be on Parliament Hill for meetings with the Prime Minister, with the Cabinet. There will be a 10-minute pull-aside with the Leader of the Opposition, And then there will be a speech that will probably run about 50 minutes. But here's somebody who knows way more about this than I do. Uh, Vashi Capellos, who's the host of the Vashi Capellos show, is here. Good morning. Thanks for getting up early.
1: My pleasure, John. Welcome to Ottawa.
0: Uh, Thank you very much. Well, let me ask you, actually, because I've been reporting to some of our talk radio stations on the network, and they've been asking me, what's the vibe in Ottawa? And it's kind of mixed because, I mean, there's security everywhere, but it doesn't feel all that tense. I know that all of the sewer covers have been welded shut, but a lot of the citizens I talk to are just complaining about the fact that they can't drive anywhere.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I buy that. I think uh, I'm sort of living both lives. I sort of get to cover the pomp and circumstance for work, but then I have to get my kid to daycare in downtown Ottawa today, and I'm already filled with apprehension about that. I think the vibe is um, overall, uh, you know, one of excitement. I mean, Ottawa's a government town, Ottawa's a. That this is kind of uh, our claim to fame. This kind of stuff. Not a, I, 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 I. hesitate to say, but uh, I should admit, Ottawa is not the most exciting place on a normal day. So, <laughs> I think for 24 hours, if we have to deal with some road closures, it's it's not the end of the world. I saw some kind of cute videos of people I know who like lined up to see the motorcade and stuff. So there's, I think there's a bit of excitement, um, and I think also relief that this is going to be over by the end of tonight because it does. It does truly. It's hard to describe the degree to which. The city is kind of locked down and the amount of security uh, that is present. I mean, there's so many different police forces, so many different security forces. The the U.S. uh, as well has said there. So it's it's a very different vibe than we're used to. But I, I think it's you know, it's it doesn't happen that often.
0: Well, and I also think that when it comes to security, they seem to have a fairly light touch. And that's probably lessons learned from the convoy protesters. But uh, most of the cops I came across last night were extraordinarily friendly. I mean, they were saying hi to me mm-hmm. at the point where I thought, "Why do you watch CP24? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They probably do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're, they're super. Yeah, it's not like a tent. Oh my gosh, it's not even like during the convoy, uh, you know, the, the, the feelings of uh, whatever side you were on, it's like it was not a pleasant environment to be around. There was a yeah. huge police presence and a tense one. This is not like that at all.
0: Okay, so let's talk policy because that's the meat and potatoes of all of this. And uh, one of the big surprises, if not the biggest you know takeaway from this summit is already out of the bag that they've made some sort of a deal about the borders and uh irregular migrations that we call it
1: yeah and i would say this is actually um kind of a surprise in the political world the the number of years that the government um this government and ones prior have been trying to get some changes to that safe third country agreement and that's the agreement that kind of uh, it applies to the border, but it has a loophole in that if you're if you're seeking asylum in the U.S. and you come to Canada at an official point of entry, you're going to be turned back. If you cross by foot in between the border points then you can come over and seek asylum. And in Quebec, you know, into Quebec last year, nearly 40,000 people did just that. So Quebec's saying, we can't handle that. We don't have the capacity to. And uh, the feds have been seeking some sort of changes to the agreement for literally, like I have been interviewing ministers since 2018 about quote-unquote modernizing it. It seemed like there was no way the U.S. would do anything because they didn't really have any motivation to. Most of the asylum seekers were coming into Canada, not the other way around. Um, And so what it looks like, according to the L.A. Times, is that now uh, the agreement will apply basically everywhere, which means that effectively would shut down Roxham Road. Um, and in exchange, uh, again, according to the LA Times, the Prime Minister's office is not verifying this yet. That we've agreed to accept an, an extra 15,000 migrants, something to that. I mean, I think it's helping with the overall migration problem that the U.S. is dealing with. But it is, I mean, if this is in fact what is announced, that's a, that's a pretty clear win for the federal government because, uh, you know, the, the indi- all indications had been something like this was almost near impossible.
0: Okay, in terms of policy, what else are they going to be talking about today and do we expect actual agreements?
1: I think where that might be a a tangible win, there are lots of big question marks hanging over other areas. And in particular, there might actually be some vulnerabilities for the federal government around things like defense and security, which are likely at the very, very top of the Biden agenda um, and have been under previous presidents too, right? NATO needs more Canada, is what Obama told parliament uh, back in 2016. I expect there to be a similar message today. The question for me is whether or not there will be tangible promises made. More money for NORAD beyond the $5 billion already announced, or what the U.S. really wants is them to spend that much faster than they have planned to. Will there be some announcement to that effect, or will it just be sort of the U.S. conveying that? I think also in the vein of defense and security, there's pressure on Canada from the U.S. to do more in Haiti. We don't really have the military capacity to do it, so I'm really curious to see how uh, the prime minister navigates that one. Uh, So defence and security is really where I have my eyes on. And then the economy, right? Like the U.S. has completely restructured its industrial policy. I'm really looking to find out if the president conveys to Canadians today the specifics of how Canada fits into that plan or doesn't, because there isn't a huge amount of clarity. And that's another potential vulnerability for the feds.
0: And I would imagine the speech will feature the usual encomiums to this wonderful friendship between these two great countries.
1: I think that's a guaranteed safe bet yeah. if you were to put some money on that one. I mean, that's not the end of the world. Uh, it's not not bad at a time when President Xi and President Putin are meeting. That yes. allies like us talk about our t- talk about uh, you know our friendship and and the nature of our allyship, but. Not the end of the world, but yes, there'll be a lot of that. I'm just, I'm looking to see where that little line is that, 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 you know, Obama had that, that type of thing. Like what's, what's, what's the pressure point for the U S what's the message they want to deliver outside of just, you know, rah, rah.
0: Okay. And am I going to see you today on the Hill? You bet
1: you will. I'm going to be on, we'll have a, um, I think I'm on for about 8,000 hours today. So we're going to have a special show starting at one o'clock to cover the, the address and the media availability and everything. I really hope to see it in the foyer.
0: Okay. I'll come and find you. Thanks a lot, Vashi. Good to have you on the show this morning.
1: My pleasure, John. Anytime.
0: Vashi Capella is host of the Vashi Capella show. And of course, uh, she's a big TV star as well. I was actually watching Vashi's coverage of the arrival last night of Air Force One